X-rated movies. A decidedly sophisticated podcast by two guys who used to be paramours and now no longer are. No, now we join each other week after week on the couch discussing films, cinema, movies, the arts at large. I am one of your hosts, Brian Whedon. I am also one of your hosts, Matthew Fisher. They should have like masterpiece theater music playing underneath Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. yeah, perfect. Yeah, Just, this is us in our red, velvety, uh, smoking jackets, snifter of brandy in front of a roaring fireplace. Tolstoy once said, <laughs> "Uh, how you doing, Matt? I'm okay." That's it. That, I think that's uh, we're all doing okay. Things are tough right now. Mm-hmm. If you're doing better than okay, maybe you're just not paying attention. Yeah, maybe you need to question some of your life choices. <laughs> well, I, well I, I, maybe not your life choices, but just uh, step back and look at things objectively. Like you might be doing well, but this is coming from a period in time where we are struggling to leave the apartment with safety. Mm-hmm. Uh- it's now day three when the air quality in Seattle has been very unhealthy mm-hmm. all day. And uh, I mean, at least today looks normal. Uh, previously, it looked like Venus out there. But uh, yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad. Honestly, let's just uh, let's just say it. Things are bad. Things are bad. Yeah. Like you could be that dog in that meme. Yeah. The, the this is fine dog. But <laughs> I think I'm the one on the other side of the table that's like, no, this is bad. It's like, I'm on fire. Hello. <laughs> I'm on the side of the table that's on fire. <laughs> this isn't fine. This Nothing's isn't fine. fine. This is not fine. Uh, but you know what is fine, Matt? What? All of our lovely Patreons that we have. I think we got some new ones. We did. We got several new ones this week. And I just I want to call them out by name because I'm very happy that they're doing this. And by doing this, I mean paying us money. <laughs> it's just great. So, Reese yep. Schmidtke. Schmidtke, yep. Thank you, Reese. Longtime friend of mine. I love it. I, I hear he's an Australian. He, he is. Oh, yeah? He's from down under, oh, yes. How does, does he appreciate all those Simpsons references we throw in? Uh, no. In fact, uh, one time when I called uh, Australia the Florida of the, the, the world, he definitely texted me. Oh. <laughs> mildly offended by that comparison. Okay, well, now, I mean, there's, there's money on the line now, Matt, so we need to be nice <laughs> to Australia. From now on, okay? Oh, God. No more. Conflict of interest. <laughs> all of our anti-Australian sentiment out the window. <laughs> no more. We can't be fun praising the Kiwis the way that we used to. No more Malunga Gulachuk <laughs> jokes. Though they're out. We're done. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have a Yahoo Serious Festival festival here. I know those words, but that sign makes no sense. We also have a new a new patron by the name of Aaron Siebert. Seibert? I don't know if I'm saying that I right. I don't know this person, actually. I don't either. It's so exciting. That's so exciting. <laughs> What a mystery. I mean, not to, to badmouth our other Patreons, but those are my favorite. I mean, Aaron. Ooh. Like Carmen San Diego over there. Who it's like, are it's you? It's like a hot torso on Grinder, where you're just like, <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe. I think I will. Yeah, I'm going to woof I'm, that. I'm just, <laughs> just, we'll see. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just do a sup. Just to, doesn't hurt to, to talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, Find no out. No commitment. Yeah. We're not getting married here. <laughs> uh, anyway, Aaron, if you want to tell us more about yourself or don't mm-hmm. we're fine either way router and mystery makes you all the more alluring well anyway thanks thanks aaron uh and then also um our new our new pod pal alex ramirez yeah joined in at the alpaca pack alpaca pack this is your tier <laughs> ryan alpaca tier also alex and we can say them by name now i've, I've realized was the one who sent us that lovely meme of the, the there's something, there's something about, about kevin, kevin. Yeah. yeah so um alex thank you yeah Welcome to the fold. Fan art, the best type of art. I know. More Better f- than regular art. <laughs> I, I say burn sand down. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Alex Gallery. <laughs> it's just it's that just one, one picture. Printed out on like an ink printer. face <laughs> imposed over Cameron Diaz. Yeah. We'll make it arty, though. We'll do, like, a whole Warhol retrospective of it. Uh, different prints, different colors. Oh, see, now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, we can put it on different levels of cardstock. I bet if the installation was big enough, we'd get tea spilled out to... to- oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Like, it's you. <laughs> Why don't you want to come out to the opening? And Ezra Miller, he's in that photo, too. Yeah, let's get Jacking him. Jacking off in the corner. Let's get him in there. 
This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I don't know what everyone else's problem is. Where do is. I buy a ticket? <laughs> so, yeah, patrons, we're going to have a name for you real soon. I'm putting that poll up. Or I have put that poll up already, and you've probably already voted. So, whatever your name is, I'm inserting it now. Oh. No, ma'ams. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wasn't that... Wasn't... Oh, no, it's not ma'ams. Not ma'ams, yeah. I was going to say, isn't no ma'am the name of the group... That uh, Al Bundy made? Yeah. It is. The, yeah. And it stood for something, but mm-hmm. Lord only knows what. I don't know if I want to be associated with that group of people. It's not up for us to decide. <laughs> it's in the hands of the Patreons <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gu- man. Guide yourselves. Well, may the odds be ever in our favor. Mm-hmm. We love you. You're our lifeblood. That brings us more blood, or whatever <laughs> you said that one time. Thank you. But Matt, what what else do you want to talk about today? Because uh, I know that you have so much that you want to bring up. Well, I don't know if I actually do. You're like exploding with uh, with conversation topics over there. <laughs> well, I uh, there was a Huffington Post article, as I am an avid uh, uh, news maven, mm. that really struck a chord with me. And I don't want to get too political over here. Okay. But this had a headline that that really caught my attention. Was it that vegan nannies are on the rise? <laughs> Uh, no, that was just something I saw at a bank. Oh, okay. Need a quality <laughs> vegan nanny? Is the nanny vegan? Like, is she made vegan? of tofu? I don't know. It's very bizarre. Are the children going to eat the nanny? I don't know. And then I got off, like, is, is, is vegan now a qualification for employment? Skilled, experienced, talented nanny. All these things are like, oh, that's the kind of nanny I want. But no, no, no. They went with vegan. Vegan supersedes skilled or dedicated or trustworthy that's now the top of the list it says here you have a child pornography charge on your resume but you're a vegan Mm -hmm. i don't know (laughs) you know sort of a coin toss between you know i can overlook the pornography charge and this you know between this person who went to to juilliard parenting school (laughs) okay but what was this uh ariana grande um I mean Ariana Huffington? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, these are five different types of cat owners. <gasps> Which one are you? Okay, 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 okay. University of Exeter researchers wanted to find out how cat owners felt about their pets' hunting and roaming behavior. So would you say that you are a conscientious caretaker? Owners who are recognized they have a responsibility to understand their cat's impact on wildlife. Freedom defenders... A more free approach to having a pet. These owners tend to be opposed to any forms of restrictions on cats' behavior. Mm. The libertarian, Mm -hmm. you know, cat owner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Concerned protectors. Safety first. These owners focus on the safety and protection of their cat. Tolerant guardians. These owners will often dislike their cat's hunting behavior, but will tolerate it. And then the laissez-faire landlords... These owners are largely unaware of any issues around cats roaming or hunting. Hmm. What was the third one? The concerned protector. Safety first. That one. Yeah, you're a concerned protector? Yeah, I'm very concerned for my cat most of the time. And uh, I have, most of the time, if I have stress dreams, they are of me taking my cat outdoors and him escaping and Mm. running off and uh, him being You don't leash him up in your dreams? No. They have cat leashes, you know. I know, but in my mind won't Why let me do so that. Why are you so irresponsible? I'm just taking him outside. Because the house is on fire or something. I don't know. We all know that you won't have room in your arms for your cat when you have to carry all those dildos. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the dildos down and then go back and get the cat. You say that now. <laughs> Flashback to defending your life. You weren't so caring about that cat. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would. I care about my cat. So the stress dream where your house is on fire—that's <laughs> not what's stressing you out. It's that you put my cat. Yeah. See, the problem is you put your you got the cat out first, and you put the cat down, and you went back in for your dildos. <laughs> and when you came back, the cat was gone. I'm holding the cat too tight because I'm like, oh my dildos. <laughs> Some of those have batteries, lithium (laughs) batteries. Well, you don't want to leave those in the fire. They'll explode. Yeah, or melt. I mean. Become misshapen. That one was made for my cavity. (laughs) 
<laughs> Custom made. Tell me about the molding process oh, there. Oh, it was a whole ordeal. Oh, a whole ordeal, was hey, it? there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the hot wax that they poured in there was, ugh. They used the, a wax for the molds? You know, I didn't ask, but it seemed, it felt waxy. <laughs> there was a whole process back there. Didn't right. ask a lot of questions. You know, I just had my Cosmopolitan magazine, and I was just like, you done yet? <laughs> Did so. you find out 50 ways to uh, satisfy your man after 40? Uh-huh. I One don't... was having your cavity filled <laughs> with wax. <laughs> <laughs> Number one off the list. Today's movie is 2018's Knife Plus Heart. Oh, thank God. I was really worried I watched the wrong movie because it was a little game last week uh-huh. and they were all in French. And as per usual, I rarely ever remember, like I'm a, I'm a little soused by the time these, these podcasts are over. For whatever reason, I can never remember what we're doing next week. Mm-hmm. And so usually Tuesday, Wednesday, I have to text Ryan and be like, what are we recording again? Yeah. And you texted me back with the French title, which for oui. yeah, for for uh for for our insert name of our listenership here, what is the name of this movie in French? Un couteau dans le cœur, which means a knife in the heart. So for whatever reason, I looked at cœur and just interpreted it as fire. Oh no! And I was like, oh right, we're doing Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's not what we did. <laughs> and so like I got all the way to Scarecrow. And they're letting me in now because I'm a member. Hey. Uh, so I get to like go in and browse the physical. Is there like a velvet rope that they move over and you're like, come on in? Uh, it's more like a wet, rubbery placemat. Oh. So close. Okay. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until I was there that I sort of realized I was like, that might not be the movie actually. Because I don't know. There's something about I was like, no, Coeur isn't French for fire. That's got to be like flambe or something. And so I did a quick Google Translate on it, and I was like, oh, my God. Thank God <laughs> some part of me had a doubt. Oh, no. Otherwise, I'd be here waiting to talk about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, that would be awkward. That would be awkward. Good. You watched the right thing, then. I did watch the right thing, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to ask you point blank. Did you like it? I mean... Not really. What? I loved it! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> I knew you'd love it. I knew it. How can I not love this movie? Everything. Everything says Matt. I said to myself while watching it, I was like, if he doesn't like this movie, podcast over. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) It's a neon-tinged slasher movie set in a gay porn studio in, like, 1970 France. What more do you want? Like, you had me at everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Yay. Good. Watched this movie not too long ago, a couple months ago, um, because oh, you were raving about it when you watched well, it the first I, time. I sat down because I was like, I want to watch something stupid and gay, and I read the description for this. I was like, Oh, murder and a gay porn set. It was like you with pornography of thrills. Like, there's no way this movie's good. And like as it kept going, I was like, You know, I'm worried this movie's good. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of and a it concern. Is. <laughs> like you put on one of those movies expecting it to just kind of be background. You know, you'll two screen it or just not give a fuck what happens to anybody just real low commitment and then like when it's it starts being good you're like oh i might have to like sit down and watch oh, this man one. <laughs> this isn't what i was in the mood for but i guess i win still yeah i got to watch a good movie but yeah this one from the first from the first killing i was like oh yeah i'm kind of into this yeah throw back to uh cruising cruising oh yeah. it's a total cruising, cruising reference. reference yeah yeah it's just like this twinkie boy tied up to a bed with some stranger he met at the bathhouse slash club that yeah. was probably the same club from Theo and Hugo 559 mm-hmm. Paris mm-hmm. some combination of there but then he pulls out this big black dildo and then a knife comes out of it and stabs him in the anus right in the rectum oh rectum you hardly even knew him <laughs> 
And uh, that's kind of how our movie starts. It's a good start. Yeah. No, I mean, it's pretty solid. Like, A, the little Twinkie boy that gets killed is a porn star. You know, he's sexually adventurous, a free thinker. You know, that's all good. It would take quite a bit for me to see someone at a club in a full leather face mask and think, yeah, I'm going to let him tie me up. Yeah. Face down. And uh, just let him have his way with me. Yeah, he's an adventurous one. I mean... It was a mask party, whatever that dance party was, because other people were wearing masks, too. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd want to at least find out what was under... I think there's a reason why we don't have mask parties like this. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, you kind of want to know what someone looks like. Yeah. I think that that's sort of integral to the whole attraction thing. Mm. And, like, I, I understand that, like, sometimes the mystery is also alluring, but... In those times, I'm rarely ever being tied up <laughs> by the person whose face I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying that he was asking for it, but he certainly could have been more cautious. That's true. That's true. Cute butt, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, he, his underwear gets ripped off and mm-hmm. then shoved in his mouth. Mm, You're kind of like, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Oh, Hello, movie. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Uh... But it, that's not even our main character. We're not even worried no, about he that. Dies in the first fight. He's the Drew Barrymore of this movie. Right, yeah. Uh, we're interested in Anne. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're real interested in Anne. <laughs> Played by Vanessa Paradis, who used to be married to Johnny Depp. Um, they have two children together. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Fun fact. She... When did they get divorced? Was it a long time ago, or is it like... Like early last decade, I think, like 2011 or something like that. Okay, so after Pirates of the Caribbean, when he became crazy, I think so. Okay. Yeah, uh, but she got famous in France when she was like 14 for being a singer. She was a singer, mm. and then she dated Lenny Kravitz for a while, and he produced her first English single. Wow, Starfucker! I know, right? But anyway, so she looks familiar. I've I looked up her her filmography. I've actually never seen her in anything before. But if you were French, you would know who she is. Mm. Um, but she's playing a lesbian softcore porn producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is it softcore? I think it's just that we don't see it. I it could the be hardcore. Audience it, could, sees it. it could be hardcore. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, and she's desperately in love with the editor of her films, Lois, who's all, who's uh, I almost said who's also a lesbian. But she is. They have the relationship for like 10 years, it sounds like. Oh, was it that long? Okay. Yeah. So um, that's how we're introduced to her, too, which is a hard way to introduce somebody. She's like f- falling on the ground like, I miss you. Please take me back. It's real pathetic. Wow. It is. For our main character? I don't know. Wow. Okay. Uh, I guess I just withhold judgment a little bit more in the, you know, trials of the heart. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, it just sort of follows her and her porn-making stuff while people in her studio are being killed. <laughs> yeah, that's the def- definite Cliff Notes version of it. Uh-huh. I mean, this is sort of a Jallo-influenced. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really done a lot of Jallo- Stuff. The closest I think we've done to an actual Jello film is, was probably Stage Fright yeah. Aquarius. Which, Long time ago. Yeah, it, which I don't even think qualifies as a, a genuine Jello. Like, it's just sort of stylish in the way that those movies were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like a really strict definition that I'm just like, I don't have time for that nonsense. <laughs> but, and you see references to some other Jello films mm-hmm. in this, like uh, in New York Ripper, the uh, Fulci movie. A lady gets toe banged. Oh. And like that, there's like a scene within the porn. Like there's a scene oh, right. in the yeah. porno that they're making where that happens. Right. I hear there's meta elements to this. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then there's also like a scene when uh, one of the characters is driving in the rain. Mm. And it looks just like Suspiria, just like the way the lighting's set up and the way the rain's oh, okay. in the car. So yeah, there, there's like little references to these movies throughout. Uh, I mean, Cruising obviously is not a giallo. Giallo. 
It all read like kind of Greg Iraqi to me, like late 90s Iraqi, sort of like Doom Generation Nowhere style with like the way the lighting looks and the score by M83. Oh, yeah. People. Uh, like it just was. Who would have thought that a class act like M83 would be slumming it up? I mean, in this porno slasher movie, gay porno, gay slasher, porno movie. slasher movie. I actually, the first time I saw it, I felt that the, the soundtrack was a little distracting. But this time, I was like, no, it kind of fits, and it, it helps set the mood. Uh, it makes like the dreaminess of it. So I liked it better this time. You're always a little bit more sensitive to the score than I am. Maybe I'm just like. I, I like the onslaught maybe a little bit because I remember when we did the watch party with uh, Jessica Baxter. Oh yeah, of uh, Good Time, and I was like, I'm loving the score, and you guys, it is. You both were like, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, I think a score. You know, Guillermo del Toro is famous for saying, he's not famous for saying this, but he said this at some point that a good score should always uh, reveal rather than um, describe. Okay. I'm paraphrasing something along those lines. So, like, whenever, like, a score brings me out and I'm, like, focusing on that rather than what's happening or thinking about the movie, that's when I feel like it's not – the score's not doing a good job. Oh, okay. Like, I don't want to be focusing on the music most of the time. I want it to be sort of helping me feel what I need to feel but not the thing I'm focusing on. Okay. But – and this one – it was better the second time because like it is it's just like so dreamy there's like that scene and it turns out we're actually watching the movie that she's making but it's all white and they're walking through and then it's just like it's, it sounds like a Gregoraki movie oh sure you know oh I mean Gregoraki pioneered the soft like white noisy dream yeah. soundtrack yeah I mean the, the end credits of this are basically like a ripoff of the opening credits of nowhere so oh, okay I felt also, in that sequence, in that white sequence, there's uh, that one porn star guy with the mustache making out with himself in a mirror. And I'm like, second movie in a row where we have like one of our characters making mm. out with themselves in yeah, a mirror. Kissy faces, yeah. Hmm. It's our theme for the season. Two in a row. Anyway, he was also the hottest, in my opinion. That wasn't the one that died, was he? That no, he a- survives, yeah. He was the one wearing the cute sailor suit at the picnic. The one who dies by cock in the mouth? Yeah. He was my favorite, so I was oh, really sad. Okay. Oh. And I've seen him in other movies. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, he was in that movie BPM. Oh, okay. Um, but he was super cute, so like when he died, I was a little sad. Uh, I love, I was getting some in-the-cut vibes with that, because you're, you're like seeing someone do fellatio on a dildo. That's uh, true. It's true, yeah. It's like, hmm, yeah, this movie's, like, you would never get away with that if it was a real dick. <laughs> Sometimes there's there's points like in a movie that are so obvious and I don't get them till it's like they're so super spelled out. Mm-hmm. But it's like the whole thing with the bird and it's like I think the first time that we see the bird is like in that car scene. Uh, uh it's at the beginning. It's like the first thing you see. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's it's uh yeah, it visits the Twinkie dude before he dies. Oh, okay. So cuz like my my first like cuz I think it was like I see the eye and it's like it's it's like bright blue or mm-hmm. like cerulean or teal or something and it was like when it was in the car and i was like okay there's a crow like what is it what does this have to do with anything and then like when the bird feather shows up like 40 minutes later like it took me so long (laughs) to connect those things uh and then even when they were explaining that it's like a blind bird that hasn't been seen and generations like it's still like it did not connect with me (laughs) that it's the bird that we've seen like several times at this point and it wasn't until like the end when like the bird lands, and I'm like, "Oh, the oh, bird! bird. <laughs> I got it. I get movies." <laughs> yeah. Well, this time around, I didn't catch this last time, but this time around, I caught that like the especially with the French title, "A Knife in the Heart." Like whenever one of her, like somebody dies, it's when Anne gets slighted by Lois. So it's like every time that their post breakup relationship has like, you know, something that would feel like a stab in the heart from oh. somebody that you've broken up with, that's when one of her people dies. Like at the beginning, it's when she calls her desperately and was like, please, please take me back. And she says, no, that's when the Twinkie guy dies. The next one is when at the club when she sees Lois looking all slutty and mm-hmm. dancing with that one person and making out. And as soon as they make out, that's when the dude in the car dies. So there's like these parallels between like moments when um, Lois stabs her in the heart metaphorically and when people die. That's perfect. I yeah. love that read. Cause like a lot of Jello movies are about 
sort of fear, I guess, is a good way to say it, because like most of the time, the the killer is a man, and it, most of the movies or many of the movies are uh, involves them like killing women who are sexually active, and there's some sort of anger or rage at female sexuality going on. So mm. I I feel like that's sort of like a feminist turn on it a little bit, okay. like because uh, I mean, a the killer only kills gay men, but the idea that it's paired with sort of romance and heartache i was like uh, i like that read that's good yeah that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's all there everyone's gay in this movie or, or trans is there no straight ladies in this i don't think so maybe the police yeah i, but I mean the most ineffectual police <laughs> yeah what the fuck they're not even worried about it so very true to life so would you ever take a job as a fluffer yeah 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 why not i would get paid for it though this guy does not get paid I don't know how effective this... Like, they call them the golden mouth at one point. Right. Bouche d'or. It wouldn't work for you? I don't know if it would work for me. What if it was just like, you close your eyes and you're like, wow, I get it. Yeah, maybe. It just... It's, it's a big ask. I was thinking... It's funny because, like, this movie and um, Stranger by the Lake kind of have some parallels mm-hmm. where it's like talking about giving in to your desires could kill you. And Stranger by the Lake also has this sort of like less than conventionally attractive person in it. Yeah, but and that this, guy was at least, well, I don't know. This guy's perfectly nice too, but. Yeah, they're both like, but I just feel like it's almost a theme that it's now it's like in these movies that French people seem to be making. There's like, you got to include the less than attractive people in yeah. it too. Include the fatties and the butterfaces. <laughs> and the underbodies. So... Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of... As opposed to, say, a Duke of Burgundy, where it's, like, <laughs> only attractive women, and they make fun of the uh, Rubenesque women behind their backs right. with, with yeah. the carpenter. Which we don't even see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I noticed that parallel. Okay. Yeah. This movie has that theme, the same theme, though, of, like, giving into your desires, because, like, when she goes to that lesbian bar, and they're doing that... Um, stage performance with the bear. Oh my stuff. god! Yeah, that's what I. That was my read on it this time. Was a sort of like, oh, giving in to your desires can be fatal. Um, that also had a line that I was like, this line could be the name of a giallo. It was a, uh, the more you kill me, the more I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I liked that stage performance. It had cool effects. <laughs> But I was, like, when I got to that point, I was just like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. It is nice to see a lesbian bar, though, on screen. It was all ladies in there. Uh, are you forgetting about the she-she lounge? <laughs> Enjoy your death trap, ladies. Anyway. Anyway, so anyway, anyway. Lesbian bar, weird uh, burlesque, as only lesbians can do it. Bear-lesque. Bear, oh, there you got go. it. Nailed it. I mean, okay, so, honestly... The movie, it has some laggy moments for me. A little bit falls apart at the end. I'm kind of like, wait, what? What's with this this storyline? It it is true. Like, I found much like in Sunset Boulevard, when <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> the further William Holden gets away from uh, Norma Desmond, because uh-huh. there's like parts where he like goes back into Hollywood and like revisits his life. And I just don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. It's like the further they get away from the porn studio, the less I care about the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like they need to be in the city, in the seedy underbelly, making underground pornography or going to these trashy seedy clubs and bars. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them out in the woods talking to someone with a lizard hand. <laughs> that was a bird telling. Well, whatever it was. They're just dinosaurs, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that whole section of her kind of figuring out who the killer is, it's kind of a lull for me. Yeah, because like, I understand that it's like important to the plot. Like it, it does give sort of important backstory to the killer in question. Yeah. But the, I mean, the first act and of the movie is such a ride. It's not like it doesn't fit visually or anything like that like it feels it still feels like part of the movie it's just kind of a slower Mm -hmm. boring part when like yeah for the first 45 50 minutes of it i'm just like this train is is moving (laughs) yeah here we go it's got 
strange sexually motivated murders. It's got neon lights out the wazoo. Uh, you know, crazy music. We, we've already had a, um, a, a disco sequence. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. It, 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 it ticks a lot of boxes for us. And then it just, yeah, it kind of comes to a halt. In in that middle section, it comes there. back. I will say, like once she once she sure. goes to go see the premiere of uh, Anal Fury. <laughs> Great title. Great you title. Love it. I, I want to know what it was in French. Uh, yeah, I tr- I went back and listened because she says it, but I was like, I can't. I don't know. Mm. But um, she changes it unfortunately to uh, ho- homocide, which yeah. uh, stick with Anal Fury. Yeah, you got a winner. Yeah, that's if it ain't broke. <laughs> Hey, hey, you want to go? You want to go see homocidal? I don't know. Hey, you want to go see, see anal, anal fury? fury? Uh, yep. Yeah. Where's my Here's wallet? My money. I'm throwing money. <laughs> just, Whatever it. it is. <laughs> like that. That stuff's all good. Like I like all the stuff in the theater. Which, uh, by the way, weird. Uh, how do you feel about the flashlight room? I may have tipped my hand there, but like, <laughs> you know, it is. It's sort of curious. I was wondering about that. I was like, oh, th- this is sort of fun because like. Uh, I know that that you're more demure than I have, and you haven't like gone to a bathhouse. They're dark, mm-hmm. and so like the idea of kind of like wandering around in the dark is sort of part of it. I could see giving someone a flashlight for those purposes mm-hmm. for anonymous sex. Would you? Would, I, I got it. Would you want one next time you go to a bathhouse just to sort of look around with? Uh, Might ruin the illusion. What if there's a gobo over it, like a red gobo or something? What did Helen Mirren say? When uh, Michael Gambon was trying to pork her in the bathroom, it's like, what do they say about men who hang around ladies' laboratories, mate? They're asking to have their illusions shattered. I kind of feel like that's giving a flashlight in a bathhouse. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Like you want just enough light that you know what you're getting into, but not too much to like. Mm-hmm. It, Maybe they're very dim bulbs. Well, it's the same reason why they don't put pornography on Blu-ray because there is like a level of detail that's too much, oh. and so they 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 cap it at dvd quality oh okay yeah i was just curious because it's like there is something hot about it but also like what if somebody's shining a light on you and you don't want them to yeah well much like stranger by the lake there's lurker jerkers oh yeah yeah like some people just want to watch man i'm telling you french gay cinema it's better than ours. <laughs> it is <laughs> i was gonna say did this also win like eight caesar awards I the mean, way that stranger <laughs> by the lake did <laughs> probably objectively this is their highest grossing movie of the year this was nominated for palm d'or at Cannes. like <laughs> was it really it was in the running i mean it's crazy and, and like best director best screenplay like it was all those and it's like they just wow. they're just R- better right at behind le, le cousin dangereux yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i like the way they think did you notice that lois was wearing a seattle an old seattle shirt at one point no i didn't at what point Near the end, just before she dies. Oh, yeah. It's got the monorail. It's got Mount Rainier. It's got the Space Needle. Yeah, I missed that. It's pretty huh. cool. It's definitely a vintage shirt. Yeah. I thought that was great. Like the, I liked a lot of the production design choices in this movie. Yeah. Just was like it just is cool. It, it did that right thing where like it felt like 1970 uh-huh. without telling you that it was 1970. Like It just did... Like, I don't even actually know what year this took place. 79. Yeah. Oh, 79. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. almost 80s then. Yeah. Um, so, of course, there's like an AIDS thing too, but we can, we can get into that later. But but it just, I don't know, it didn't make a big deal about what time period it was. Right. It, was just, it just kind of showed it how it was, and that was enough. I think we talked about this off-pod, but we touched upon it in, in our Warriors episode where we kind of romanticized that era of New York. Not that we'd actually mm-hmm. want to live through that time period of New York. Mm-hmm. But, like, it'd kind of be fun to, like, go back for, like, two weeks and, like, really feel it. Yeah. I kind of feel this way about whatever city they were in, in France. Cause, it was like, Paris. Was it Paris? Yeah. Like, full-on Paris? Okay. Like... Because ta- when she goes to go find out about the murder in the countryside, that one Kathy girl is like, what's it like being from Paris? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, be relegated to only viewing my pornography in some run down theater house full of other lurker jerkers and mm. potential murderers mm-hmm. but maybe for like two weeks i could tough it out yeah just to see what it was like i was thinking in this movie they just play the movie over again once it's over they just start the reel again yeah and i'm like huh. grindhouse you just keep going 
That's why they called them that. I've never been to a porn theater like this. They're before my time. I know I'm old, but it is funny to me to think that like you just buy you could you could just potentially buy a ticket. You go and you sit and uh, you could watch it all day if you wanted. Yeah, kind of. I mean, granted, people probably only lasted like 20, 30 minutes in there, but uh, you know, not many people probably made it to the end. But I mean, I think that was the idea is like you just kept it playing so anyone could buy a ticket at any time. And no matter when they came in, the movie was playing. And you could see any scene, get your jollies off and yeah. then get on with your day. Or hook up with someone. Someone tries to hook up with the, yeah. the gay for pay twink. Yeah. Nons. <laughs> Who looks like Fwad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I had to write those names down because I'm like, what does Fwad translate to in English? Because, you know, some of them, like Etienne is Steven. Sure. And, like, you know, Rayon is Jean. Is Jean John. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll play it back, I'm okay. sure. I don't know. I just thought, what an interesting name. And then Nan. Nans. Nans? N-A-N-S. I don't know. I really don't know how to pronounce it. Nan? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, he gets propositioned in the theater. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how real that is, but it felt real. So. That guy was way too butthurt, by the way, when he got, like, shot down. Oh, was he? I missed that. <laughs> well, it was just like, I don't know. You go into those things knowing that no is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, look at this. Uh, the famous Fwad f- 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 uh, at the premiere. And he's like, oh, no, I'm actually not. But it's a common mistake. And, like, totally plays it cool. And that guy is, like, butthurt about it. I'm like, okay. You got to know that the no was a possibility here. <laughs> yeah. Hello. There were a lot of people out for uh, the premiere of Anal Fury. <laughs> Eight of them and four of them were corpses. <laughs> hey, they paid for tickets. Uh, I don't know. Did they? Fwad is like, I'm in this movie. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, she just waves them in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that. When movies are, when, when movies when are open again. When portal theaters come back. No, regular movies. I'm just going to try it. Oh. I'm going to be like, I, I was in Tenet. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Where's my free ticket, please? I'm Robert Pattinson. <laughs> what did you think of the ending when they actually kill the killer? I thought that oh, was very interesting. so good. I loved it because like he's up on stage. Like, stage. Mm-hmm. You know, platform in front of the screen. And, like, it comes out that he's the killer. And then, like, that one dude who we don't even know, he's just an audience member, he's like, oh, so you like killing fags, huh? Yeah. And uh, And also call back to the Warriors when you're like, why isn't there a gay gang? And I was just like... We got one now! And I was like, this is, I think, what the gay gang would kind of be like if it was done right. Yeah. Like, they go up and they just start kicking the shit out of the killer. Mm -hmm. And then that little Twinkie boy comes up and stabs him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah... I like this. <laughs> it is funny that like the killer is gay and killing gay people, but then he in turn gets killed by gay people who are thinking that he's killing gay people because he's homophobic or something. I don't know. Like it's a fun, weird. I mean, it's all gay. It's so gay. I don't even know if it's homophobic because he's just like, oh, you like killing fags, huh? Like it could be like, you know, murdering gay people gets him off sexually oh, too. Yeah. Uh, I just presumed. I just like that. Uh, I don't know. They just rolled up their sleeves and uh, murdered the murderer. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's how I want these movies to roll. I don't understand. Like, his backstory was very, it was kind of vague. It was like his dad cut off his lover's dick and set the place on fire. Yeah, because we don't get, a lot of the, the his backstory isn't told literally. Mm-hmm. We it's get like in those black sequences. and white high contrast things, and so like you see like the image of a dick getting cut off at one point, and then all that fire. Right. So, and then we kind of piece that together with like the stories, and like in the story that uh, Anne was told, mm-hmm. it's something like, "Oh, he fell in love with this other boy, and his father fixed it, and then like burned everything down." Right. And so then like we get the implication that like the father fixing it was like, you know, doing a broke back. <laughs> Which was the first movie that the Twink was in. Like, that one starred for... Uh, that's the one that she sees the preview for that's, like, jogging her memory for everything. Yeah. So there's, like, this weird, like, connection between the way the killer is killing and the movies that she's making that's not fully explained. I don't really care. 
I think that's part of a, a giallo is like it, it just, it's just gossamer. It feels good. Yeah. It feels right. Yeah. So whatever. But I mean, the lighting in this is really bananas. Like, <sighs> it's like pornography, a thriller. Where I was like, I love creative lighting. I, I mean, I think it's in like the flashlight room where it's like, Fond. What's his name? Fwad. Fwad is like walking through, and it's like there's like smoke behind him, and like the smoke is like magenta and pink, but the lighting that's on him directly is like really intense blue. Right. And I'm like, this is a movie. Yeah. Like, this is what I want movies to look like. The first fucking, the kill sequence that we talked about, the first one, the cruising, the one that references cruising, there's like a lamp in the foreground that like fades between Mm -hmm. like red and white. And I was noticing at this time, like they were changing as the light, that's the lamp that's in the foreground changes color. They were changing like the lighting on the scene to match it. Yeah. And I'm just like, how hard is this? And then there's even like the little peek behind the curtains, like when they're doing one of the <gasps> satanic things, they show like a spinning wheel that like shows how they get like the crazy cornucopia of lights. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the movie's got meta elements cause they're making movies inside this movie and that's always fun. I love that. Yeah. I love, I love all that. I don't know. This movie's a lot of fun too. Like mm-hmm. it's for being about murder and having lots of violence in it. It's a pretty fun movie. That's what movies are supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I just rewatched Body Double uh, w- with a friend. We did a watch party about a week or two ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, this movie's ridiculous. There's a whole Frankie Goes to Hollywood sequence in this. No woman brushes her hair and dances in front of an open window like this ever. <laughs> but you know what? I'm watching it. This is what I buy a movie ticket for. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the same thing here. Like, this movie's ridiculous, but this is what I'm buying the ticket for. I don't go back and watch Nowhere and think, like, where's the reality? (laughs) You know? I'm like, no, I fucking want a room that's painted with weird words on it. I want the soundstage to look like a weird fake place, yeah. you know? Like I want them to create an illusion that I get sucked into and suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to just recreate reality. Yeah. I think it was, uh, didn't Matt Lynch say on the uh, the Fury. Fury episode that uh, verisimilitude is a millstone? millstone. Yeah. 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 Fuck that. <laughs> Let me see a movie. And like, especially now, I don't know, I was thinking about this right now with everything that's going on in the world, I want escapism. I want to get as far away from reality as I can. I don't want to sit down and watch some like fucking, you know, heavy drama with like reality. No Mildred Pierce's right now. No. What I want right now is I want colorful with like good music. I want sexy dudes and plenty of them. Yeah. I want a ridiculous plot. Uh, I I want mayhem. I mean, I don't want reality right now i don't want it yeah i'm looking towards movies for escapism Mm -hmm. and this movie gives you two hours of respite yeah and uh there's when they're making like the last movie like in like the largely white room Mm -hmm. where like anna is like one of the people in the the mother that was like killing people yeah and then when they're in the editing room and they see that someone was in the background Uh those moments like take me away yeah like i love when they're replaying a scene or something. You notice something in the background. I'm like, was that there the whole time? Yeah, creepy. I love. I live for sh- that shit. That's the sort of shit that like a scares me like legitimately. Uh-huh. Like something was yeah there the whole time that that wasn't noticed before. Ooh, like the pact. <laughs> I meant something visible that we just weren't paying attention to. Oh, oh okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. So the idea that, like, there's this big white room where everyone's very visible and there's someone just lurking behind these, like, translucent white curtains, just sort of stalking. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like, the whole experience, like, it's hard to talk about specifics because it's like, it's just you sit down, get stoned, and you're just taken away for two hours Mm -hmm. in a fun, colorful gay journey mm-hmm. like this is another thing where it's like this isn't a movie for everybody and i am 100 percent fine with that yeah this is a movie for me yeah. yeah 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 this movie was designed for us yeah and i'm here for it yeah. Get, bring it on
am glad you liked it. I, I just knew you would. I knew oh, you would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just, got Matt Fisher written all over it. <laughs> like 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what was the name of that movie, though, that they were going to... Uh, not Anal Fury, the other one? Yeah, no, the, the like the pagan one. I think it was some... Uh, let me think. Oh! It was like it was hex rated, wasn't it? Did you feel that? It was like right as you said that, like a chill kind of came through the room. My arm hairs are standing up. What's going on? Yeah, do, do you hear that? It sounds it sounds like screaming. <laughs> oh my god, Ryan, are you okay? What's wrong? What's happening? What's happening? Ryan is no longer here. <gasps> Who is here? Yes, and Barbara. (laughs) Barbara, tell me what you did with Ryan. Ryan isn't here anymore. I'm here to tell you what's coming up next week. Next week? Why? What's next week? I don't know if it's your choice. (laughs) What happened? What happened? I I went away for a minute. Ryan, you're back. <sighs> that was weird. Something I, I you, you went away. Uh, you, you you were someone named Barbara, and oh you no. looked a whole lot uglier all at once, <laughs> and just. But I don't know. That was that was strange. All I said was hex rated. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, come back to me. Don't lose me. Don't lose me. Fight it, Ryan. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Bring it. Come oh, back. Oh, back. Come back. 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 Oh, back. We need to know what's what's coming up <sighs> next week. Of course. Starts our Schlocktoberfest, Ryan. Yes! Where, for four glorious weeks, we cease being X-rated movies and become Hex-rated movies! It's the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to out with some real shit next week. Ah. We've done his last movie. Now we're doing his first. Oh, no. Francis Ford Coppola's directorial debut in mainstream cinema, <gasps> Dementia 13. Oh, I've read about this movie. I've never seen it, though. 75 minutes of terror. <laughs> Is that the tagline? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it comes from the golden age of like exploitation horror, okay, where like okay. it's just all stupid gimmicks and ripoffs of other g- good horror movies. Mm. But at the same time, I think we'll collectively like this better than Twixt. Oh, okay, good. So good. that's a low bar to clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just say but, that. Uh, yeah, quick, breezy, schlocky horror movie to wet our beaks perfect i think this i actually think uh, i'm glad you chose knife plus heart because i good, chose knife plus well heart? technically you did but I, oh. I gave you options okay i was kind of hedging my bets that way if you didn't like whatever movie you chose i can be like well you're the one who chose it oh, okay. but in this case you liked it so i chose it so i'm glad <laughs> that i chose that movie okay um because it's a good stepping stone into it, it is like it's almost a horror movie it's right. almost appropriate for schlocktoberfest but not quite not so quite, yeah it's it's a good uh channel into it <laughs> we're really smoothing our transitions these days yeah we yeah we're getting good at it it's good it's good yeah after four years we've finally gotten the hang of it all right uh how about we plug our junk and get the fuck out of here should we talk about this sordid topic of coin? Yeah. Or did we cover that already? Well, let's just uh, bring it up again. Okay. And say that, you know, if you're not one of our Patreons, which we've now given a name to, but they voted on dem- democratically, um, you're missing out. Like, there's so much bonus content right now, and we just keep adding to it. It just grows and grows mm-hmm. and grows. So if you like our regularly scheduled programming, then you're going to love all the bonus content you get if you just pay as low as $5 a month. $5. Hey, one day you don't get coffee. Out. You just pay for this podcast because you enjoy it. Why is the coffee the bar? I don't know. How much is a cup? How much is... All right, you don't get a banana one day. I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? Why don't I just get like two gallons less of gas? Because then you can't go where you need to go. You can still get there on, like, the other five gallons. I don't have a car, so. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> How much does a gallon of gas cost nowadays? How much does it cost? Like, $40? <laughs> 
Anyway, we love our patrons that do support the podcast, and we'd love for you, listener, who enjoys this podcast, to also be a patron. Come into the fold. Join us. But if that's not your cup of tea, you can always leave us love wherever you get your podcast for free. Hey, that's a great free way to support us. And you can always reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Or fan art. Or fan art. <laughs> we'll put it in the installation. Yeah. You can reach out to us at x.rated.movies at gmail.com. You can reach us at Facebook, at least for the time being, at Rated X Movies. And Twitter. Uh, X-rated Twitter. Movies. X-rated Movies. Yeah, yeah. Those are all great places to reach us. And uh, we'd love hearing from you. And like, uh, uh, you can see everything that we've done on our website, xratedmovies.com. That's right. Yeah, I've recently fixed this, the Squarespace issue. Did I talk about this last week? I don't think you did, actually. Okay, yeah. I recently fixed... Uh, we, for a while there, we were only showing the, the most recent 100 episodes. Um, but Squarespace updated their stuff recently. And so now it's up to 300 episodes, which we don't have yet. Yeah. But we'll see what happens when we reach 300. Yeah. But as far as it is, you can listen on your on your podcast listening app all the way up to episode one now. So. Boat Revive. Rough episode. Yeah, I would skip. Maybe start like season four ish. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe episode. Like, start with Strangers by the Lake. That, that I think that's our first. Forty nine is really is, is solid the new episode. one. <laughs> yeah. What about the Gershonathon or Tipping the Velvet? Oh, I mean those are all great episodes too. <laughs> there's know. some fun ones in there, but just know there's you're gonna wait Sound through quality. some shit. Yeah. If you're uh, starting early, but. So. Um, Anyway, I think that just about covers us, Ryan. I think it does. Until next week when we kick off Schlocktoberfest with Dementia 13. Keep reaching for that rainbow. Rainbow.